Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Saturday, November 16th. This is Vault 101. Mm-hmm. I mean, episode 101. 101, The Fox. Your voice, the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm Skid Rody. I'm not. I'm not really Skid. You're, you're, you, you, yeah. But, you is know, Skid still there? I have no idea. Maybe. Uh, the only thing I listen to. I think to- he is. I only, I don't, I usually only listen to regular radio in, in another vehicle. Like yeah, going to pick up a pinball machine or something. Yeah, the only time I listen to regular radio is if somebody else has the radio on in a vehicle mm-hmm. I'm in because I don't listen to the radio myself. Yeah. Okay, well, we're back. We made it past episode 100. I know everyone was really worried. I had a lot of outreach. I was like, are you leaving us? I had no Not one, yet. And I had no one ask. That'll actually. be like 103. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta get a little, you gotta get a little ways. And then we can go and form gaming on 20. Yeah. When, when, when we hit... <laughs> when we hit hot 103 jams level that's oh, when yeah. we'll, that's when we'll we'll, we'll mm-hmm. bail we'll we'll put our pop culture podcast together at that point it's been 2 weeks exactly 2 weeks cuz we recorded on a friday uh excuse me a saturday 2 weeks ago yes we did so what's been going on in the last 2 weeks we did the uh Kansas City game on yep yeah. It got renamed. I have it. Got it. Renamed. I have that the, in our pinball uh, section to we'll, talk so about. We'll talk about it there. Um, I played a bunch more of the Outer World. Mm-hmm. I'm still not done with it, even though it's only a 20 hour. Yeah, so it's story. brief. It's brief. I just see that's that's the joy, quote unquote joy, of not having a lot of playtime. Is that you can make a 20 hour game last for weeks and weeks mm-hmm. and weeks. Um, my daughters both. This time, ran in a 5K last weekend. They did. They ran fast. They ran fast. Uh, my older one finished in 32 minutes and my younger one in 48. So, And her legs are smaller, so it took her yes. more strides. Yeah. She ran three steps for my older daughter's one step stride. So, yeah. So, other than that, it's just been fighting the croup and mm-hmm. the whole family's just been passing around the sickness and... We've just been down with the sickness. Yeah. Down with the sickness. Yeah. There you See, go. See, we had to put some singing in it. EGP that tune. Ig- yeah. Ib- 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 that tune. Here's the problem. Trying to say it that way makes me feel like I'm going to summon a great old one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It might, hap- it might happen. Yeah, I got ill a little bit after the uh, Kansas City Pinball Championship. I had a conference at work this last week, so I did not stream on my usual Wednesday. You didn't take the whole rig with you to Wichita and find a bar is and in, set it up. And it wouldn't have been hard to find one in Wichita, but the rig is in a pile on my floor. I just I unloaded everything Saturday night and just, just except I accidentally left the player cam in my trunk so because I, I was unloading in Wichita. I was like, why do I have a camera in this <laughs> in this truck? Oh. Yeah, I folded that tripod up real small, so I forgot about forgot it. Forgot about it. Yep, I just missed it because it was so dark when I got home, I didn't see it. Right. So I was like, okay, well, I guess it will just live in the trunk forever. It's, now you it's now have a trunk cam. A trunk cam, yeah. But it's okay. So that's all right. Um, my Walking Dead pinball machine I bought arrived on yesterday. On yesterday. Yesterday morning. Yeah. So that's about what? I was going to say on Friday. After they originally talked about it? Uh, yeah. I mean, the shipper, the shipping quote when they, just typed it up the day I called the shipper, put in, yeah, the prior Friday as its predicted delivery date. 
before they'd even picked up the game from the seller. Okay. Is the issue. So that's so the- once they got the game from the seller, which they picked up, uh, not Monday, but the prior Monday, the estimate was revised to being this last Friday. That said, they called me on Wednesday and would have been able to deliver it on Thursday, but my work conference ended Thursday afternoon. And I was already, because I had changes in my schedule, mm-hmm. I was going to not come home from the conference. I went to my office, which is 60 miles away, and printed checks and everything so I didn't have to do it on Friday. So I told them I couldn't be home until about 4 p.m. And that, that was like, okay, well, we're going to deliver it Friday then because that's not enough of a window. So they, and they came real early. They dropped it off before 9 Oh, wow. And they told me it'd probably be between 8.39 to noon would be the time period. So, See, here's the thing. Whenever somebody tells me, oh, we'll be there between 8 and noon, they're always there about 3.30. Mm. So. Yeah, so got that. And my dad had, for my birthday, done uh, with BG Resto, had sent in my Buck Rogers back glass. Correct. It arrived to him on Friday. So he brought it over and we... we, we Mounting the system one back glasses is kind of a pain because the holding system is a weird little series of like a half dozen uh, screw in plastic tabs. It doesn't just slide in. <laughs> so it's sort of a two person job to take a glass out. Once the glass is in, you don't need to remove it to access anything though. Right. Anyway, so we got that in because that, and it looks really nice. Like I don't know they, what they do for like an overlay or something. They seal it, but. Uh, they were able to preserve all the mirroring. My mirrored ink was good. So they preserved all the mirroring. So I don't have like the gray. It's still got the original mirroring. It was mostly the blues were flaking out, mm-hmm. but I think all the other paint other than the mirroring gets removed and then they put in, you know, a new, new imagery. So it looks really nice, I think. So that got done and I got Super Orbit in the lineup, which Super Orbit is super wide in the back box head. So it had to go in Dolly style. Which I almost immediately just went upstairs and listed it for sale. Seriously? Because that means it's like wide body <laughs> and I don't want to deal with it. And Jack's to open would have fit, but I still had it strapped down. So I went ahead and put it in. But now what happens when you're ready to sell it off? I, well, I'll have to remember that I can't just cough and carry it into the garage. I'm just going to have to put the head down. Head's hinged. So it's not a big deal, really. Right. But still, it's kind of a big deal because it made me mad. Because I already put on two of the legs, and I was getting ready to tilt it forward and then carry it and slide it in, and it's like this, it's not going to fit. And then measured it, nope, way it's like an inch too wide. No way would it have fit. So. Time to cut out your doors and put in. Oh, doors. If only the doors were a little wider. But you know, life life just finds a way. So anyway, and I I did sell right after the day after that Sunday. No, Monday, the Monday. I wasn't feeling very good Monday, but because it was Veterans Day, I sold Sharkies that day. Yeah. So I've sold everything now. It's all gone. That you had for sale. Yes. Yes. Everything that I had for sale. You know, Jurassic Park went really quick. Then I sold Silver Slugger, uh, which I think has been doing pretty well for the per. That was a new buyer. That's someone who hadn't had pinball before. And the guy who came and got Sharkies also said he'd never had a game before. So. Uh, but I didn't hear anything, so I'm guessing it worked when he got it. I heard from the Silver Slugger guy that it worked when he got it. And then a flipper got weak on him, so I tried to help him sh- troubleshoot it. And then he found where the the wire had come off of, yeah. the, of a switch. So he told me he resoldered it, and that was good. 
because uh, it w- he played it like all night and it was working fine. So it's like, okay, well, the way you described it, it was clearly electrical. So if you got a weak electrical on a flipper, it usually has something to do with the end of stroke switch. I mean, like the only other thing that could possibly be that would usually come up would be if your flipper button wasn't making a good electrical connection, mm-hmm. which would be very strange to just suddenly do that. So, which it's often like you need to file it corrosion sort of thing. But anyway, it wasn't corrosion. It was, I'd rebuilt those flippers. So it's like all the parts are new. So it shouldn't be an issue. I mean, I didn't rebuild it right before I sold it, but you know, it's only been a home use game. So. Right. So anyway, since I'm kind of blathering about pinball, let's go ahead and move formally into the pinball segment. You brought up one of your big activities from last weekend was what you called Casey Game On, which used to be uh, their annual tournament they called Casey Game Con, but they merged it with Next Tech and did a whole themed, because it was a technology expo, plus like bring your own computer, bring your old console, plus esports. Plus the dancing anime girls, plus pinball tournaments, multiple. We agreed to commentate the Kansas City Pinball Championship, which was the all day tournament that happened on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And you only missed like a teeny portion of the first round. So you thought you were going to be like hours late, but you drove your children to run until their lungs yes. gave out. I told them that, that. If they took too long to run, I wouldn't love any of them anymore. So mm-hmm. they had to run as fast as they possibly could. Yeah. That's the power. That's the motivating power of, of daddy's love. Yes. So that was smart because it, in fact, you were only a little later than me because as <laughs> I told you when you showed up, I was in the process of configuring the rigs in the morning. We had tested them the Friday night. Right. We everything was working Friday night. Yeah. Screen. Everything was working great. Um, and that was fine. It was just. I decided to start that day for the qualifying rounds. I would start the games on the end. That way, the nest of wires wasn't going to be an issue because we'd just be moving closer and closer with more and more slack as we went through qualifying. They didn't get to be an issue until finals. Right, when we had to go back to the end again. And it's like, oh no, (laughs) these are tangled now. Oh, the price of not having wireless Carl Carl D'Angelo technology. Or... Cable ties that we just or cable ties them that we just and- that's true, you know. And I had plenty. I could have at least brought zip ties. I have buckets of zip ties yeah. that we could have done. <laughs> anyway, I thought and, about and that look, while we were undoing look, that. And I had a whole bunch of cables. It's yeah, like, you know, and if we I just brought like I brought like together. a dozen Velcro ones too that I used to keep the uh, spools together. Anyway, look, there are a lot of things we could have done better. The moral is we didn't, so we just had to make do. So that said, when I was in the process of setting it up. I need a, both of our camcorders require micro HDMI to HDMI adapters so that we can run regular HDMI cable. As opposed to mini HDMI to HDMI. Yes. Yes. So you have a very nice micro HDMI adapter that's flexible. I was cheap and bought a very solid one, which I'm sure is great when you're setting your camcorder like right next to an HDMI source. Anyway. There was too much tension on the cable, and the adapter broke. It actually bent the metal piece part out. So I had to rush to an electronics store. I got back one minute till start time with the last flexible micro HDMI one that they had, uh, and that worked. So I got it all go. Everything else I had set up already, so I, I knew I'd be good to go. 
And, you know, there was actually going to be a little bit of a grace period anyway, because they were still doing the photo and printing off the score sheets. But still, right. it's just like cut it really close. And so other than that, the stream, I thought, went pretty well. It wasn't as long as last time. This time was only nine and a half hours. So that was that's, good. Hey, that's like an hour shorter than last time. We only time. had to restart it really one time where we had a dropped frame issue after about uh, seven hours in is when that happened. Uh, but the tournament itself, I think, was a pretty big success. There were over 70 players. I believe this, the tournament was structured ultimately to be a 72-player tournament. Uh, and so congratulations. The A-Division winner was Travis Murray out of Oklahoma. He uh, So obviously he took first. Uh, an area player, Sean Stewart, who just moved back to Kansas City from, I think, Nevada recently. Mm-hmm. He took second. Uh, then Brent Locke took third, and Steve Hill, who we've played with for years, took fourth. And the interesting thing about it, and I have a link in the show notes to our stream of the tournament. If you want to jump to the very, very end, though, Iron Maiden, the third, these were banks of three games. Yep. These four players were all tied going into that third game of Iron Maiden. So Iron Maiden decides all of it. Obviously, I've spoiled for you the results, but it's still <laughs> really interesting to watch, especially Travis's first ball on Iron Maiden. This is the second year of this pinball tournament and us streaming this pinball tournament. Mm-hmm. And this is the second time that the finals have been this exciting. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is making the finals this exciting? Us. See, I, you were, the dots were there. I mean, that's obvious. You just had to draw the line between them. And it, now you, it, it's, it's, it, it's the streaming gods reaching down to make sure that the finals are worthy. Of mm-hmm. Mordor. Yes. And oh, we should thank Sam Swain for yep. helping commentate Iron Maiden. He'd been on the stream to talk about the Mid-America Pinball Tour, which is the 2020 push to have 10. They're going to have 10 competitive high value, is the idea, tournaments, all in this Midwest area. Right. Because we have a lot of really good players in the Midwest. But, you know, outside of Chicago in particular, like all the major, well, really, all the major tournaments – are mostly coastal at this point. Pretty much. Know? So it's like, okay, you know, I don't mean like right on the ocean, but you know, Pittsburgh, um, obviously Seattle, Oregon has a, a lot of play. I get it, but we're, we special too. And so that's this. We're not just flyover states. No. Well, we, we are flyover states, but now there's a reason for a stopover and that's try and win some money. And this was, win some and this tournament was, I mean, it was at a significant prize pool. To it, uh, yes, there was. You know, Annie Drain Pinball uh, put a thousand dollars into the pot on top of what all the fees generated. Yeah, it was a sizable, sizable prize mm-hmm. pool. So, I mean, it was interesting. It went well. I think uh, we didn't get to stream as many. I feel like we streamed more games last time. We did, and that wasn't our fault because these finalists were choosing the same banks, right? Like, so because there, there was a bank that was um, Taxi, Jurassic Park, and Spin Out. Spin Out. And three groups chose that bank. Mm. So. Yeah. Uh, no, that wasn't Jurassic Park, though. It was World Cup Soccer. Oh, World Cup Soccer. You're right. You're right. It was World Jurassic Cup Park was beside was, the was bank. beside it. Yeah. Um, and we did stream Jurassic Park at one point. So yeah, I had someone ask me afterwards, like, well, I didn't, I didn't see the stream 
why didn't I see the stream with the suit with super orbit in the bank? It's like, well, we didn't get that far over. We only got to through three banks and then it was time to do whatever the finalists chose. So that bank with Iron Maiden, that was the first time we streamed that one. Yeah. It was because people and there were rules about when they could pick pick stuff. So but when we went to the taxi bank was nice because we had like novice finalists choose it and then there were also a division finalists mm-hmm. so we got to well i think we actually streamed a lot more games this actual players this time yes. than we did last year because there was a lot of downtime last last go whereas this instance in qualifying you had three groups of players on each bank so there was usually a lot and that we also targeted the older games the ems on the solid states because the assumption is there would be a decent amount of turnover so we could we could bounce between them. You really liked that uh was Team it? One. Team One. That that not, not very not very highly produced Gottlieb. Yeah, it was what was it? Gottlieb seventy seven, I believe. Yeah, I don't think they made a thousand of those. No, I thought it was like seven hundred or six fifty. Mm. So that really stood out to Tony. I can't remember having ever played that game. Uh uh-uh. uh. As I think about it. But if you go and watch the uh, the footage we have, you can see see him uh, gush all over it. I gush. gushed, gush. It's a gusher. So six hundred and fifty. Mm. Yeah. No, it looked interesting. There are some interesting. You know, I may maybe I'm a little harsh on symmetrical games. No, I I think I've been pretty fair. Maybe you're a little harsh. There's on some decent. Well, like I've mentioned multiple times, I like the layout to Cleopatra. I think with the rules, it works pretty well. A Jax to open. I didn't know anything about that game until I got it. But okay, it's well. All right, Jax to open is a is a weird one though because it's like okay, it's symmetrical except. Your your real focus is the drop target bank, and there right. are different targets on the two sides. So what you need to shoot for is not symmetrical about that game. So that one's a bit of a that one's a bit of a cheat. But Cheetah. But yeah, speaking and Cheetah was there. We didn't get a stream in. We didn't get a stream Cheetah. That is too bad. It it is. Maybe we a, should that's just... a really nice looking Cheetah too. Yeah, that's Mark's. Yes, it Mark is. Mark M. Area player. He's got a lot of wide bodies. That's kind of his thing. Like, I think every game he owns is a wide body, except he has a stern electronics Dracula. You know, when people say Dracula, they always think Bomb Stoker's right. Dracula, but he actually has the the first one. At least I think it's the first one. I don't know if there's an EM Dracula. I don't know. Well, probably, probably, no, prob- probably not. Let's no, no, we don't. I IPDB will not. You can't just search for Dracula. Dracula. Are you kidding me? You dead and loving it. What the heck? Oh, that's Leslie Nielsen. I like that movie. Um, Master. 79 Stern. Yep. Yeah, it's like the first one. Okay. Yep, that's the one he has. I've played it before. It was at Texas. Uh, I only put like one game on it, maybe two. So I don't, I can't really comment on the layout. Uh, Speaking of commenting on layouts, though. Raza, Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland. That that's what everyone has now sat like almost twenty minutes to hear us talk about. Tony, I know because that is the only real big pinball news that has happened since we did episode one hundred. The Houston Arcade Expo, I believe, is going on right now. Still, there are two prototypes. You have seen the images. I have a link in the show notes for people if they would like to see the first look article that This Week in Pinball has published. It has three interviews with people who work for Deep Root about this game. There are images of the game at the article, and Facebook is now becoming littered with a variety of cell phone shot footage 
of these prototypes in action. I don't know if you've seen any of the videos or not. I haven't watched they, any of the videos. They started to come out last night. I watched a few this morning. And by a few, I mean, I think I've seen four videos at this point. Uh, none of which I can really recommend per se. Yeah, because uh, cell phone shot video the, footage. They're not all like shaky machine. cam Blair Witch nightmares, but it's just... You know, it's not controlled, so I don't know whether I want to recommend any of them or not. But I will use that to provide some of my thoughts. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about is our thoughts. Noting, however, per Robert Mueller in the interview that he did in that First Look article, we have the link to, that the cabinet is a prototype. The playfield is not the final type of uh, playfield. Nor, as in, they used a Merkel playfield. It's not made of the material that they're talking about the right. hammer test with. Uh, also, the game does not have finalized art. It's not the finalized design either. And, unsurprisingly, the code is not finished. So, basically, the actual game might be kind of, sort of similar to this. But if it's completely different, that's okay and don't worry about it. I mean, if you would like my speculation, and if you're listening to this... Or sitting across the table from me like you are, Tony. I'm assuming you want to know my take. I thought that was why we were here. Uh, well, I don't know why we're here anymore. Well, we do have a pinball tournament later today, so there is that. But the my take is, I don't think that design changes very much. I don't think there's. Not, no. It's clearly using a lot of 3D printed parts right now. So there's going to be questions about the quality on the prototype versus what the finalized version will be. Right. I've also heard... Uh, reference in that first, I should say, read reference in that first look article from Jeff, who has toured the Deep Root facility before, that the cabinet that Deep Root ultimately is going to use is, at least per Jeff, more aesthetically pre pleasing than the prototype cabinet looks. And the prototype cabinet looks like any other cabinet. Well, the first thing I think that what people will really see is the display approach is very, very different. So it is weird. It is very wide and very narrow, uh, reminiscent to me of the uh, remake expanded DMD displays. That's Chicago. That's right. like the closest comparison, though. This isn't isn't a DMD. It's a it's a screen. Right. Uh, LCD screen. Now I guess the paneling around that is not that's prototype. Versus what the actual original thing is. Cause it sent to me, it sounded like when Robert Mueller was explaining it in that interview, he refers to this version they're using as the Cylon version, <laughs> which I like. Actually, that, that it was a good, I, I would, yeah. I think that they should keep the metal around it. And when you put in enough money, it should say by your command and have, and have the. Yes. The the red the, the red the red go back and yeah, forth. Come on, in attract mode, that'd look cool. See, that would be awesome on a Battlestar Galactica pinball machine. Which maybe they're doing. Which would be awesome. It would be. I actually kind of like the minimalism of that just shiny metal mm. with the thin little I, I speaker it. grills. I like that. I've seen a lot of people not liking not liking the speaker grills. I actually think the whole minimalism look to it, I like. No. I actually like the back box on the prototype. Yeah. The display, I agree. My first reaction was, this is really weird. I'm, See, I'm, wonder, go I'm good question, with it, though, because it's unique. It, yes, and, and that's fine, and, and I'm fine with it for that. My other, my, my only question is, since it's obviously not using a standard mm -hmm. LCD, how much it increases the bill of materials? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I did see someone on Pennside, I believe, post a link to that what he believed were the dimensions of that and showed where you could buy them like they, so they are it's not 
you can get screens like that not custom. Okay. And the rate on those seem to run like eighty to a hundred and fifty dollars. Well, that's not bad. Then. But and that's for an individual to buy one. Right. So my guess is it probably costs more than buying some, you know, readily available laptop dimension screen. But when you look at something that weird, it does feel different. Like, I mean, when I look at, when I look at a stern, I, I do look and I see this looks like you stuck a laptop screen in the back of a back box. And when I look at a JJP, it looks to me like you stuck a TV in the back of the back. Right. Box. And see, that's one thing I was thinking when I, after I got over the, this looks really weird is the fact that this actually feels more like the DMD displays you got used to mm-hmm. playing than what the new screens have turned into. Yeah. I think the the main thing that I've seen in terms of, well, besides obviously people have their own aesthetic pref- preferences, is if they were to get a license, I don't know how well it would work for them to be able to just stick in movie clips. But that raises an entire debate of should you be just sticking in movie right. clips? And obviously, getting the rights to do that has become really shaky with people. I think you could still do it to a degree. They used to do those, uh, what digitized, uh, clips into dots for right. games like Iron Man and Avatar did that on the, on that kind of wonky dimensional display. So I'm sure there's a way to do it, but if they're really leaning in, well, if they're leaning into that they're going to do custom animation, that doesn't preclude them from doing a licensed theme. I mean, that's the whole thing with Jurassic Park from Stern is it's all custom animation, not clips from a movie. Uh, I mean, their screen size would have allowed them to do clips like Guardians, but a lot of people criticize that Guardians just feels like a bunch of senseless clips stuck together. So it just depends. Clips stuck together in in Jersey Jack's Hobbit, loved. Clips stuck together in Wonka, not so loved. It just depends on the integration and everything else. Yeah, the integration and possibly also just how well the game is perceived overall. I gives you another point. I have decided I like the screen. I it's like it's gonna let them stand out because no one else looks like this. So that's not okay. Uh back box. Again, the art's not done. I'm going to guess that that Translite is going to have something more going on than just the name on on it eventually. Probably the same with the sides of the cabinet. You would assume. Which just say the name, because that, that's pretty dull. With the exact same uh, gradient picture running thing. Sure, sure, yeah. And I and I think, you you know, that's the logo. They're probably going to stick with the font and all, all of that. I didn't mind the uh, art on the play field. Uh, Again, no, I know that's not I know that's not finalized yet either. I thought it looked fine. But again, let's not spend a lot of time on the art because yeah, they've clearly said it's not final. So, yeah. so okay, so the design isn't quote unquote final, but they're test they're play testing it for obvious reasons. So we're gonna guess the design's going to be close. From what you've been able to tell from the photography, what is your sense of this design, the John Papaduk layout that we are presented with? Honestly. I don't... No, lie to me. Oh, yeah. No, yes, yes. Be honest. Okay, we're going to lie. I think it's going to be the greatest game of all time. Wow. Strong take from Tony. But in all reality, I think it'll be a passable game. But I'm not sure. I'm not... Until I see it actually moving, it's got that little uh, Ferris wheel, real fish trap thing in the back, like on on a couple of different games. How that moves is going to be important. I know he talked about a couple items in the interview that'll be 
It's gonna it's gonna depend upon how it works. I mean, if it works, it could be cool, but it's J pop, so Yeah. Uh when I look at this, I definitely see J pop. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. It it's it's like it's like he like gutted himself and buried the play in the field in his soul. <laughs> so it's got a lot of uh kind of what I'd call John Papa Duke tropes going on with it. So I mean, some of the things and, and some, some stuff that I haven't seen from him before. So kind of back center, they've gone and, and run with a swinging target, uh, which is, which old is cool. Yes. Very old school. Uh, a, a lot of people nowadays seem to, uh, people don't talk about swinging targets much. What little talk I've seen. A lot of people aren't big fans of them. I actually think it's, that's a kind of neat idea to bring back. I think I that's sort of very target. I would have as well, but a very target takes a lot more real estate. Yeah. And I think the purpose of that target is it sounded like it might be what being hit spells zombie down the middle of the play field. So, okay. And given there's stuff on the left and right, you know, it takes a little bit of aim. So there's that. Uh, then there is a, you mentioned a little Ferris wheel, which kind of reminded me of the Maverick ball lock. Oh, I was giving him, I was hoping it wouldn't be that bad. Well, and that's where, in the videos I saw, I didn't get a good feel of, like, how often is that fed? The problem with the Maverick ball lock isn't that it doesn't work well. It's just a slow. Right. Fishtails is the same way. Right. Slow ball lock, which I, I don't like. It breaks flow. Yes. Too much. Though, this game, I don't think is going to be very flowy. No. From what I can tell, it's not. I don't see uh, how. Now, on the far left, and it was really hard to tell from the photos, but... I was able to tell from the video. There is another, it's not a real, not in an old school sense, roto target. It's like they took three of those swinging target uh, round stand-ups uh-huh. and they're on a spoke and they're spinning much like a Ferris wheel would. Hmm. But in the historic roto target uh, sense, the different rotos or the different targets on the roto, I should say, were worth different things. Uh, you've played a few Roto. Like right. Todd Speck with Big Daddy has, he has several he has old several. school. Got- Gottlieb controlled the patent on the Roto target. So you usually saw it from Gottlieb. My read on this is it's simpler than that, that it, it, it looked like it's just a, occasionally this target will be available, but it's moving in an arc, essentially the part you can see above the play field and that it's maybe three targets. And I assume they all score the same value. So, but it, that's different. So I'll, I'm going to give it credit for that. So that was those are the parts that were the most interesting to me. Is that the little thing that looks like the lamp from Toten? No, it's even further to the left. It's actually like where you would normally see the drop targets on Total Nuclear Annihilation. It's way left. None of the photos are doing a really good job showing you. It's in the lower part of the play field, and it's... At least I thought it was on the left. We're both looking at the photos right now. See, the problem is I've only seen it in video. It could be anywhere. Yeah, I, or maybe I saw a still on uh, on one of the like on Dead Flips Discord or something. Anyway, uh, yeah. So it was. It's off to the side. It was really subtle, but I thought I thought it was an interesting touch. Uh, I will say that in terms of bill of material, it looks like there's a lot of stuff here. It does look like there's a lot of stuff there, and a couple of those ramps I'm questioning. Okay, and that's one of the things that I do want to talk about. Uh, I'm going to touch on a couple other things first. I don't have a good feel on the atomic stop shop shot, which is kind of middle left. Right. It, and that seems to have a drop target in front of it, and then I guess that goes into a scoop. 
That's what it That's looks a, like. So that that could probably be okay with the drop controlling when you're going to be able to access it. But just to the left of that is a the Devil Dare cycle shot, which is like a lift ramp that then jumps up into a target. It kind of looks cool. Some of the commentary that I read online didn't sound like that shot was going very well. Like it wasn't hidden. Uh, more that uh, some issues with the lift. So that may be just prototype issues. In fact, um, I believe when I checked from his, because I didn't recognize this pin side handle, I believe it was Travis Murray who just won the KC Pinball Championship has played this, has gone and played this. And he provided a very detailed write up of his first impression thoughts, which I don't, I don't have linked because he was going to play it again and those thoughts might change. So right. I don't want to bind him to what he said, but it, it was so detailed that it was worthwhile. He, and we saw his skill on Iron Man, so we know he's a player. He is a player. All right. The ramps, that right ramp. He hit that ramp, I believe he said, 12 times from a trap, made it around zero. Woo. I saw other video of people hitting that ramp from a trapped state. No one made it around. There have been reports from others at the show who are saying they are able to make the right ramp. If you don't make it up all the all the way on the right ramp, much like on some other J-pop designs, the ball doesn't if it goes far enough, it drops back up top into the playfield. Doesn't you know, doesn't feed doesn't back like feedback. a Borg or a Richie yeah. design would. It has a spot where there's a hole that it will access. That ramp though, when you look at that imagery of it in these in these photos where it's kind of in the it's sort of just to the right of the center. It goes around to the left, curves up right, goes up even more, and then feeds around to the left and drops in front of the left sling, which was bugging some people. But we've seen a number of games drop in front of the sling. Dialed yeah. in has a shot that does right. that. That that doesn't concern. Yeah. Me. No. The only thing that caught me but, was when I initially, because when I first saw this picture, I was positive that that ball came out that direction and didn't go up that way because of the twist and the angle and no, everything. That's how it's supposed to feed. And, and if it doesn't get up that that part that's going up to the right before it bends mm-hmm. around for its final return, then it get, it kind of it plops off. It just sort of plops out up there. There's a there's a hole. There's a spot for it to feed. So, I mean, my first take, that ramp sucks. That's a terrible ramp. I mean, there's no there's no I, ar- there's no I, argument unless I, I can't, it just does not look, I, I bet you feel really good if you get it to go all the way around, but if you can't make it from a trap, that's a problem because most people expect ramp shots to be accessible from a standstill position. That's right. kind of, I mean, I've heard some people compare it to the difficulty of making the right ramp on Medieval Madness, which I don't think is a great ramp either. No. But whether or not, it, this looks worse than that. Now, they're at a show. It's a prototype. There could be a power issue. So let's Always keep in mind that the flippers in a normal environment might not. Like, that was an issue with a lot of the JJP but games that you, you run, had to remember. Is those flippers are mush at shows because they don't have the power up enough. That, that That's fine. But you have to remember, they don't have the power up enough, so they're, they're a mush at a show. But when you've got once you've got five or 600 games in it, they're going to start getting weaker as and, is. And that's a, and that's, and that's a good point. Are you are you going to have to adjust the power? How does the flippers do when they get hot? Are they right. are they designed to keep themselves from getting hot? Because there are different approaches to flip to coil design for flippers to try and prohibit that. Uh, but 
The left ramp, the reports haven't been nearly so so concerning about making the left ramp. But it's so far at the show sounding like right ramp is, and there are people who are saying they've made the right ramp. But I haven't heard anyone who said they made the right ramp from a trap. They made it from an on the fly when they had momentum. So they had, so they carried a right. lot more. Right. But if that's how it's designed, I don't think people are going to like that ramp. I think the idea that you have to have momentum to make any shot isn't something that people in pinball are really looking for. No. They want to, whether they're shooting on the fly or from a trap controlled state, be able to make any access, what looks to be an accessible shot. And that's clearly designed to be accessible from the lower flippers because this well, yeah, is a two flipper right game. The, yeah. And it's right in the middle so, of everything. So, so there's that was an issue that that's a bit of a concern. Uh, that's probably my main design concern right now is that ramp. Yeah. No, uh, that was one of the first things that jumped out at orbits. Uh, here are the orbits are accessible. The orbits are, are fairly early on the flippers. They look early to me on the design because you've got more stuff to the left and right. So that means they can't be on the tips. Uh, that might be that. That's just a you know that's just a different style. So right. if you like that, okay, I mean, I always thought that way with TNA's uh, orbit shots. They're not as late on the flipper as I instinctively would have thought they would be. Like if Steve Ritchie had done them, Correct. it's a different designer with a different approach. So that's fine. My overall thought on this is this does not look like a layout that I would like very much, but. I could see that others might, and it definitely looks packed. It does look packed. It looks like it's got that whole flavor well that Well under glass. Well, but I'm not overly interested in it. Well under glass. So the the thing literally the thing I like most about it is the kind of retro sci fi shtick thing. Mm. Oh, uh, I like the sounds. I like the, the sounds are good. The, all and, that's good. And everything I've heard about the display animations is that they're solid already. Yeah. So it sounds like I, I see potential with this. And we have to bear in mind, as anyone who, and I guess I don't talk about him very much, but as I've talked about on the show before, J-Pop is not one of my preferred designers. I don't like a lot of his design decisions. Agreed. And, and I know a lot of other people love it. So- this may very much appeal to people that love that Circus Voltaire style layout with some of this ramp usage that's sort of, that's in a way reminiscent to me of Totan. Tales of the Arabian Nights had a lot of those ramps where, with early drop offs if you didn't make it around. Though those ramps were makeable, so I don't know. And again, it is still prototype, so there's certain things that they'll be able to see the player feedback on and tweak. What do you think the biggest speculation has been in the discussions on social media? on Pinside, about this game. What's your guess? Because I know you haven't read the Pinside thread because it is a it is a perilous place. I would assume that it has to be about the perceived rehabilitation of J-Pop. That has come up, but it's not the it's not the most speculation I've seen. The most speculation is actually the price. Oh, because Robert hasn't indicated yet what this game is supposed to sell for. Everyone's looking at it and they're remembering his prior statements, uh, statements he gave on this show, statements he's done in the interviews with uh, This Week in Pinball in particular, I believe, where there's been this Ferrari quality at fiat pricing with something he right. mentioned earlier. Yeah. So here's where I think this is. You know, people fill in the voids, and the question is, what do they identify as a void, or what will be a void with all this? So you've got an acknowledgement that the art is preliminary, 
This is prototype, all of that. And by and large, pretty well accepted. I've seen a few people start commenting on the art, even though it, it, it's clearly not the final art, but the vacuum that was left, the void that is there to be filled is the pricing void. And because of those past statements, a lot of people are thinking this is going to be under a stern pro with all of this stuff. How can anybody honestly believe because that? of the statements? Because of the statements, seriously. Because of because it's like well, just before be, well, even in the ignoring statements, even in ignoring the, anything e- else. Bear in mind, even in the latest interview with Twip on the first look, he noted that this is a low end item. That what's being shown here, it's not got a lot of the deeper innovations in this prototype yet. That this is what they kind of view as a low end. So, okay, go ahead, make your make your remark. Ignoring the whole statements and thoughts and do you think and knowing that this is literally just a put together loner cab and the non-correct play field styles and everything else can you honestly picture this game being priced under a stern pro no i i think if this is supposed to be competitive with stern that he might try and get it priced under their premium yes but i don't i don't see i don't see this being priced under a pro just because of, I mean, it's got a lot in it. Yeah, I, I, I would have a hard time seeing this machine that low. I, what about, it's like, what if anything about the development of this game could they save on? The license cost is the one thing that really right. stands out. But I can't but imagine. Because of that, they're not going to sell as many of them. I agree. But just in terms of the price listing, it's like, I just, I can't fathom that that display is costing I mean, especially given the volume of Stern, that that display is going to cost less than Stern's screen. Uh, they're clearly putting in more toys on top of the play field and, uh, than we see on Stern Pros. I think there's more coils and, and mech control in have place we heard, here. Have we had bobblehead gate? Cause I know we had the big bobblehead gate on, on Deadpool and this game has a bobblehead in it. No, no, I haven't, I haven't heard any bobblehead gate actually. Because that was one of the huge, oh, cheap and out, just put a bobblehead on it thing that we heard on Deadpool. Yeah. This game's got a bobblehead. Yeah. But, um, I mean, well, I'm like, does it really? Bo- I mean, we've got Ned's head. Is that the one that you're... No, no. The spaceship at- above the atomic shop, it's literally a bobblehead. It's on, it's on a spray. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it's not a, it doesn't look like it's a bash toy. So, right. So that might be the difference. Maybe that'll be the oh, difference. Oh, we didn't talk about the the wannabe lamp thing. To yeah, the, I to mentioned the left. it. And then you, and you did. We, you and did. Then we segue. I, yeah. I, all right. I don't like, like, I actually like the layout of Tales of the Arabian Lights a lot. I don't care much for the ramp, or excuse me, the lamp. Uh, and Travis did weigh in on this, that that shot on this one for him negates like all flow that you might have in the game because it usually just kind of hits it and then just sort of dribbles back to not that it's dangerous it's safe but it just just dribbles it kills kills anything that was happening it doesn't spin very well uh again prototype right but but most of the time it it hits it awkwardly it gets a little bit of movement and then your ball is dead and it's coming back and you have to make another shot so that was a lot of the critiquing was there's just not a lot of stuff that's letting this flow very well. And there's a lot of slow returns. Think the word floaty was used by someone. So slow returns. But no safe. But safe. Slow but like, safe returns. Yes. No flow. 
and a ramp shot shot that you have to have momentum from flow coming in to successfully hit mm. because you can't trap up and, lo- and make the shot. Though I hear when you don't make it all the way up that ramp because that's the roller coaster ramp that it does have a cool animation with your roller coaster fails. Yay. You're just not a roller coaster enthusiast that our audience expects. Well, yeah, no, it, it that's the thing. I like roller coasters. But not when they fail. But not when they fail. Yeah. But no, I just I don't understand this falls into not just with this game, but with so many things in pinball. I don't understand and don't like the fanboyish worship of certain companies and certain designers. I have designers who are my favorite designers, but if they put out crap, I'm going to acknowledge they put out crap. Right. But there's some people who cannot accept that a favorite designer or a favorite company could do something wrong. And that is my largest current annoyance of pinball, probably. Right. Well, Overall, I would say most people see, that I've seen comment seem fairly skeptical of Deep Root. Though there there are those that are obviously really wanting something new from J-pop, and they will take whatever they can get. So there is that. Yes, and it's been a long time since I've had a design from J-pop, so that hunger is understandably large. It hasn't been that long. Yeah, pretty long. Magical Girl was last year. No, you know, a game. I said, a game. I, said a, I said a pinball machine. See, because this goes back to the rehabilitation Not a machine. of J-pop thing. Yeah. But the settlement. Let's go with that. So, but the, but so the, is Magical Girl actually... It's just Magic Girl. Magical okay. Girls are from anime. Is Magic Girl honestly the one and only true pinball table because you can't play the thing? I think that... Pinball table's okay to say, no matter what. I, but it may be the one and only pinball lamp. That isn't just a lamp on the play field, but it itself is a lamp. It is a lamp. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, but I'm, people are pretty, I mean, there are some that are being really, really harsh with this. And there are others that are like, well, it's just a prototype. And they're happy to have seen something. There are some that seem pleased that it's this well. De- I mean, here's where, here are the positives to me about this. This looks a lot better than the number of other, in terms of what they've got going on with it, than a number of other startup stuff that we've seen. True. So, like, compared to Cosmic Carnival, compared to Celts. This looks more like a serious contender of a full-fledged pinball machine, not going the, okay, well, we're going to do something that's like the 80s. Correct. And while I think the look of Celts looks really interesting, uh, the look of Cosmic Carnival, not so interesting to me. Mafia with its EM style would be another one we could cite. You could even go and say TNA for as a homebrew perspective that one might look at it and go, even though people really loved how that game played, and that's what what strength was you could still have looked at it and said okay well but it's single level so it must have been easier to design there was less going on there was nothing custom you didn't have which i mean if i were to do my own home game i would probably do a single level one i really like single levels and two it solves a lot of problems no vacuum formed ramps no you know not having to deal with it. it's not like the geometry of those with ramps became harder right unless you decided to make like five corkscrews going up going up 
then you might yeah, have it levels out and then goes up again right. so you can lose I mean, some you, momentum you do know that the the the, the hyperloop on uh the premium and le versions of star wars has magnets to help it right y'all do know that right <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't just go. No, it doesn't of... just go fast all, by, by magic. It's like it's it's got cheats that are helping it. So, so anyway, given that, I mean, for its first reveal, I think, okay, I'm I'm intrigued, but not about this specific game. It makes me think Deep Root's got some interesting. Like they're willing to put in some BOM on this stuff, and yes. I'm curious about that. But again. This would not have, and people have shown these. I've seen the screenshots of the Zidware version draw drawing of Raza. This isn't all that different from it. So this would not have been in my world. This would not have been the game I would have led with. Right. I would have wanted to show like what Nordman was working on, something but different that you had no this, clue what it looked like. Is this a situation since they're coming up already on a year delay? They felt the need to put something out. Since this is a prototype machine in a non-standard prototype cabinet with a non-standard prototype play field with, with, with prototypes placeholder art. And a lot of this feels like we've got the basic design, but we're not ready to, we're not ready to reveal our hands, but we are starting to lose the kind of momentum and drive and word of mouth that they had going for the longest time. So they threw something out there. Well, we knew they were going to throw something out there for months though. Right. So but it, does, it doesn't time, feel rushed Did you rushed believe that they me. would throw out something in a non-standard cap that didn't have the normal play field? There, there's something that would, this is basically a white wood with paint on it. It's a painted white wood. Mm. Well, I mean, it is a prototype. I, I am surprised that it wasn't in the finalized cap design. That does surprise me. The play field, not, not as much, I suppose, because if you're still working on the finalizing the design, you might want to, depending on what they're doing with their play field, it may just be easier to call Merco and say, print us up a couple of these regular wood play fields. I, their finalized play fields are wood. They have yes, said that. Yes, they did say that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. In terms of it being Raza, that doesn't surprise, I mean, my thoughts aside, it doesn't surprise me because J-Pop was the first designer they hired. He's had the most time to work on it. Plus, he'd already been designing it back with Zidware, basically. So there were tweaks. There have been adjustments. But none of the other designers have had nearly as much time as Papaduke had because he was with Deep Root for months before they announced that Norris, Nordman, and Osler were there. Right. So that, I mean, he's had more time to bake his idea is, is the thought. So I, that's why I think they're running with Raza. Um, plus of the designers, I mean, it's like, okay, well, based off of the last working games, yeah, you know, we've seen stuff from Nordman. I mean, hey, Nordman's Elvira's out now from Stern. So we have recent Nordman's. Um, not, not that Papa Duke was the, I mean, the last full-fledged Papa Duke working game we had was Star Wars Episode One. really. I mean, Norris was a little bit after that. He did have the uh, High Roller Casino with Stern, so we saw something yeah. a more. So it's been a while since we've seen anything from him. Him and Osler are the two that we haven't seen anything from, really, in, in a while. So I, I that may have factored in. Uh, plus, 
Another thing to bear in mind is the decision to deal with the people who tried to buy games from Zidware and the thought that if you're going to give them a game in exchange, they would want a Papadook game. So it makes sense also to try and push the Razas ahead for that reason. So that's kind of where I think, I almost think that, that buyout or whatever we want to call it thing, those terms, the the settlement terms, that that's rehabilitation. That's what it is. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. But that would explain a lot of why, okay, we need to do Raza first because that's what's going to make them the happiest is to be able to pick that. I mean, we have to remember though, originally the talk was all like there were going to be five games out in the, in a year. Right. And so you're going to have a lot to pick from. It was basically going to be every single designer. It'd be like Papaduke, Norris, Nordman, Osler, and Robert. Because he's got that fire and brimstone. Right. And, so now, and now, as I, if I remember from reading the article, the goal is to have Raza at launch and maybe a second or third. Right. Because launch could still be June. Right. Because uh, in, in, in the article... He states the, or let me, I'm going to read it direct quote. Deep Root Pinball will launch in the Deep Root Auditorium at the San Antonio headquarters on Wednesday, March 25th, 2020 at 8.55 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then they're planning to have titles beginning being delivered at best the beginning of April. Right. At worst, the end of June. Right. So I'm guessing after that reveal, they're going to have games on the floor at TPF. I would assume so, seeing as the 25th is two days before TPF. Yeah. Right. So. So, yeah. I haven't had my invite to go to the Deep Root Auditorium and cover the reveal. I haven't either. Hmm. And here's the thing. What? If any of us was going to get one, it wouldn't be me. It wouldn't I be. I could see you probably getting wouldn't be one. My, no, probably not. I definitely couldn't see me getting one. I'm too much of a negative Nancy. No. Too. People love winning over the skeptical. That's true. They do. Winning over shills is easy because you don't have to win anything. I've got plenty of time that if I got everything, I, I, I'd probably be able to take the single extra day off. Oh, yeah. yeah or the, the two extra days off, actually, that that, that would require. I, I might be able that. to. I have to be careful. The Kansas legislative sessions break is very close on that period. It's weird. But I think they are off that prior week. Yeah. So. Because I was already planning on having the Thursday, Friday, mm, yes. Monday. Thursday, Friday, Monday is what so I So I could add Wednesday. Sure. And if I didn't have to drive, head out, fly out Tuesday night. Yeah. yeah. And if I had to drive, well, then I'd, I'd have to take Tuesday off also. Mm. Good point. Mm. And then by then, it's almost a whole week. Yeah. Well, that, that that's fine. I've got 60-some-odd hours of vacation oh. set aside. Yeah, I've already got – I'm up to 70 at this point. So, so yeah, I'd be yeah. all right. All right. Anyway. Fine. Not that we're fishing. Uh, <laughs> speaking of fishing, it's time for you to fish for what's in my brain because we're going to play 20 questions. No, yes, we are. We're no. going to play some 20 questions. Haven't we been on pinball long enough? We have been on pinball long enough, but we're, we're going to do, we're still actually under an hour, so we're doing 20 questions. 20 questions it All right. is. So for those that do not know, <sighs> Tony will balls. ask a series of yes or no questions to me. I have a flipper pinball machine that I know he has played before in mind. And after the 15th question, if he still hasn't guessed it, he may use internet resources to try and figure out the answer. He's got until the 20th question to get it right. Otherwise, he fails. Tony. I have failed. You only once. I am a failure. Only once. Ask your first question when you are ready. Is it from 1990 or newer? No. Is it from 1980 or newer? Yes. 85 or newer? No. 
Is it a Gottlieb? No. Blah. Oh, no. Blah. Blah. I want to suck your blood. Blah. Blah. Well, we already know it can't be one of the Dracula titles. Blah. That is true. Is it from 1982 or newer? No. That's question five. Okay. So we're looking at an 80 or an 81. Hmm. See, I got screwed on the class of 81 one time. Screwed, I wouldn't I wouldn't say, because you didn't fail that. Well, uh, is it an 81? 1981, no. not class of 81. Right. right. No, it is not. Okay, so it's an 80. So... This is where I always run into the problem, because I always run the late 70s and the early 80s together. And I have a hard time differentiating. Well, at least then it's narrowed down something. Yes, I know. It's somewhere. narrowed down. It's, it's narrowed down somewhere. It's just the issue is on my end mm. because I'm not the encyclopedia. Well, maybe you shouldn't yeah. have asked a bunch of date questions then. But that's what you chose to do. I do, yes, because date questions are far better than the old method of asking questions because it definitely <laughs> narrows it down quicker. <laughs> The solid state EM alphanumeric numeric DMD LCD. You could have gone. There are other options. There are designers. There's starting with the manufacturers. There is, and I've considered starting with the manufacturers. The big thing with starting with manufacturers is by starting with the dates, it narrows the manufacturers down a lot quicker. I know. I understand. I'm just saying that there are options. I'm just saying there there are options. There are lots and lots and lots of options. Mm-hmm. Now you've narrowed them down to a relatively few amount of options. So just pick the game. Oh, well, that's so easy. No. Let's see. Well, we'll stick with manufacturers then. Is it a Bally? No. Is it a Williams? Yes. And all the people at home are screaming at me because I'm a moron. Does it have more than two flippers? No. Is it firepower? Yes. Got it on question 10. I I could not. For some reason, I thought firepower. I was thinking firepower was a 79. Wow. That's why. That's, see, I always get that, 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 that little run right there. I always get everything yeah. all together. It was close. It's February of 1980 was when it was built. Yay. See, that was pretty good. That one wasn't nearly as bad as it could have been. Yeah, it was, that one went great. That went great. Now we can go into video games. Which is also great. Video games are great. Video games mm-hmm. are great. Well, I had a weird one that I thought we could lead off with just real quick. Quick, I had a message from uh, Lucas Pepke last night. Actually, went into our EGP Facebook page. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, seems that 2K's Facebook page got hacked. He didn't say it exactly like this, but this is how I imagined him just sitting there going, hmm, this is a little odd. 2K's Facebook page is not looking right. So I went and I looked, and uh, it bad. It, it, it's not just their Facebook page. Mm. All of their social media was hacked. Wow. All of it. Even individual games, Twitters and stuff were hacked. Okay, because I saw just on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Inward usage. I saw uh, uh, crude erectile references. I oops. I saw Epstein talk. Yep. Uh, so I was like, okay. Uh, and at the time, I saw those posts were 
an hour or more older. Yes. So it's like he's had the, okay. the Facebook page, the Twitter accounts for NB, NBA 2K, uh, Ronnie 2K, and the official Borderlands Lands account. In addition to others, raw hack. At one point, uh, 2K had to put out their apology and notification to make sure people knew that things were compromised on one of the protected accounts that hadn't been compromised, the Sid Meier Civilization Twitter. <laughs> yes. Because they didn't have access to the primary 2K accounts still. Mm. And the Sid Meier's one had remembered to build city walls. Yes, so it was Sid Meier's had built defenses. Good on yes. you, Sid. That's right. Good on you. What a great game. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, I don't know if that's back under control at this point or not. I didn't check this morning, so I'm I'm assuming most of it has probably been recovered at this point. You would hope. Yeah. So the moral is probably maybe not use the same password for all the accounts. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess it's gonna be something that that simplistic, but who knows? Or don't let down, or don't let down, don't let one person have all of the passwords. Yeah. So that if his <laughs> Especially not when it's somebody who probably carries the passwords in an unencrypted doc file on their personal laptop Mm. or, you know, phone or Uh a post-it note. Yeah, maybe it was a post-it note in his wallet. Hey, that comes in handy. Who's going to think? You have to steal the wallet. It's double crime. Steal the wallet and hack. 2K's account looks to be back. Okay. So... Hey, what about Blizzard? What's going on with them, Tony? Blizzard, they're the greatest company of all time. They had a BlizzCon, and we talked about it last time. And we time, did. And, and everyone forgave them because BlizzCon. Because BlizzCon, everyone forgave them. Nothing bad happened. They did report their best earning uh, third quarter. They had record profits third quarter. Wow. You know what? They could have even more record profits fourth quarter if they let go of even more people like they did after Activision had a record year. I know. To I, drive it up. I wonder what caused that. Huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. You don't have any staff costs. It's, it's a lot better. So, in addition to having record profits, which I'm sure they're going to push up wonderfully, BlizzCon had controversy coming out of it. No, it besides was, the apology, they had an apology, and, and they, they had, had Diablo, they had and they had Diablo, Overwatch, Overwatch, and they two. and they had uh, they had they also had competitions. Sure, and they went great. Go Team USA, Merca, Merca won World totally, Cup. totally dream teamed it with an entirely professional caliber, as in they're all pro players on yeah. the American team. It was full, yeah. It was it was pretty heavy. If they're going to keep doing the World Cup, just as an aside, maybe they should make that where no one above contenders should do it. I'm just speculating. I think that would probably be a good idea. Because, or drop doing the World Cup entirely. Because most- It felt amateur hour. It did. NA production is a stereotype. NA, for those that don't know, means North American. And it's a, it's a running joke in Overwatch win. Because they have all these like contenders divisions in the Pacific and in Europe. And like the most low rent looking ones always the one out of America. So it's just like NA stream, NA hosts, NA, yeah. NA equipment, NA production. So anyway, this was total NA production mode. It was total NA production But we mode. did win. So yay. So that, America. That, that, that's good. Yay, America. Now, the prize pool, because the first thing we're going to talk about is prize pool issues. Okay. Money game. The prize pool for Overwatch was unannounced. They didn't release it. Oh. 
That's so, true. I never did hear what we, it was. So we haven't. Yeah, they, they, we don't know. They actively did not release what the prize pool for the World Cup was. Was there a prize pool? We don't know. Huh. But the the prize pool for StarCraft Two was $700,000. Okay. The prize pool for the Hearthstone Grandmasters was $500,000. Hmm. That's fine. Yeah. Cool. Whatever. Makes sense. StarCraft still one of the most popular competitive games on the planet. Sure. And people like to play Hearthstone when they're not getting banned for talking about Hong Kong. Right. Here's where the problem came in. Apparently, and this was news to me, there is a competitive scene for World of Warcraft. Really? There are two different competitive tournaments for World of Warcraft. One is based about, around uh, Mythic Raids, and the other is a PvP thing. Okay. Um, but they Blizzard made an announcement in March that they were going to be selling new toys in the Blizzard shop and in the in-game shop. To help support the prize pool for those tournaments, and that those that those tournaments would have a minimum uh, the the or that the minimum prize pool for those tournaments would be five hundred thousand dollars. Okay, I'm going to read you the direct post. For a limited time, every purchase of the Transmorpher Beacon or Lion's Pride and Horde's Might fireworks, twenty five percent of the proceeds will contribute toward the year's finals LAN event prize pool for the Arena World Championship and the Mythic Dungeon International, with a guaranteed minimum prize pool of five hundred thousand dollars, two hundred fifty thousand per event. Your support will help take WoW Esports prize pool to the next level. Okay, how does that read to you? It reads like they were guaranteeing a quarter million dollars for each of those two tournaments. And that's what they were selling the items to help generate the funding for. Right. Well, the way a lot of people took it was that the guarantee was that there was going to be a half million dollars to split between those two prize pools and then everything else. Well, it said guaranteed minimum prize pool. So, yeah, it was a guaranteed minimum prize pool. Whether or not they put in more money above that if they made more on the items, I could maybe see a debate about. That's where the problem is because... The way they laid it out and the way they were talking about it up until the week before BlizzCon, when they made the announcement that the prize pool was $660,000. Okay. And when people asked about it, they ignored the questions until the players asked about it. And they, and they were told in a closed player meeting that, yeah, no, it's, it's just the prize pool from the money earned from the toys. So the so they pulled the money that they had set as their minimum that they said that so Blizzard didn't put any money into the prize pool, right? Right. Which right. If you read it, th- that fits with what was written. Correct. They just said that they were going. They were backing that it would get up to a quarter, a half a million dollars total, and it did with the sales. So they so don't, that's what they did. Right. Which is fine. Which is okay. The problem being. That a lot of people, including almost all of the people on the teams, read it as that would just be added on top of the $500,000. So that led to the problem going into the tournament. Is that people were going in expecting a tournament with an extreme... Like a million plus dollars. They were like a million plus dollars. And it turned out that it wasn't. It was still 660000 mm. That's three hundred thirty thousand per per uh, uh, each tournament. of those two tournaments. Yeah. yeah, so that it's still it's a decent price. Pool. So QQ more, as so, we used to say in Warcraft. And there was a lot, there was a lot of QQ, and there were calls for Blizzard to go ahead and put in 
they're half million and this and that. Surprise of surprise, none of that happened. The other issues that came in with the Blizzard uh, play is that they had the players fly in on Sunday. For is it still World of Warcraft or is this all of this them? Is, or? Well, World of Warcraft for sure because it's where okay. I, I, that's the group I was reading from. Because the original intention with World of Warcraft is that, like in the uh, uh, Overwatch World Cup, where the preliminaries are all streamed leading up, the World of Warcraft preliminaries were all supposed to be streamed in that week leading up to having the finals at BlizzCon. Except for they decided not to do that at the last minute. And instead of streaming any of that content, they decided to make all of the teams play off-stream on Thursday, leading into the thing. And the practice facilities that they told them would be available, they didn't make available until Wednesday. So teams were scrambling to find facilities to practice at, which put to... Facilities. Facilities. Read internet yep. cafes. <laughs> Most of it at points where there were people, there, they were taking, you know, 30 an hour long, or 30 and... 60 minute drives on Ubers to get to an internet cafe so their team could practice with some of their competitors sitting literally right beside them at the internet cafe practicing as well because there was nothing else they could do for it. Hmm. So there is a lot of sadness in the competitive parts of World of Warcraft. I mean, I I definitely understand that about the the streaming and the practice. I I agree that that's a good thing to complain about. I I have to. I'm siding with Blizzard about the the price pool though. That phrasing with the minimum guarantee that was met. That's pretty typical language. Yeah. That's why I wanted to read the whole thing in its total because right. that fr- in the, that the, the phrasing uh, is what's right. important. The excess sale. I mean, I thought you were going to initially tell me like they raised six hundred sixty thousand and then still just kept the minimums at five hundred. Yeah, five hundred million. That would have been real five hundred thousand. It's like no, no. They put everything they sold into it. They just didn't have to backfill anything because they met the minimum with the sales, which I am pretty sure was entirely the planned strategy from the get-go. It wasn't like a shift. And I've seen other things like that. Like, basically, they're insuring against that. It's going to be a half a million. But they were trying to raise what they could through the sales. So they didn't have to put the money in. It's a – yeah, we see that sort of stuff on on things all the time. Most people don't cry about it but having this whole streaming period and not having you know the condensed single day offline play and all that that's significant challenges because that, are, for, that mean, weren't to be there right and because for competitive esports teams other than you know like the overwatch league and like high level play for like dota and league of legends and pro and some high level starcraft players most professional Esports people survive off of their Twitch and their um, uh, deals. Yeah, sponsorships, sponsorship deals. Sponsorships and streaming. And the fact that what was supposed to have been a bunch of streaming, brand recognition, out there, major name recognition, big help for your sponsors, didn't ex- happen when it was expected to happen. I can understand the no, being it, super upset at that. Yeah, that's a problem. Because, I mean, 
I mean, that's a directly ripping money out of their wallets because they expected it. And their sponsors expected mm. it because they're like, yeah. Because they were told they were going to do it. Right. So that's, a, yeah, that's a big problem. So that, that's an issue. Speaking of uh, ripping money out of people's pockets, tell me about Google Stadia. Stadia. It's finally almost here. It Does comes- anyone care? One of our guest hosts cares very much. Okay. He he ordered, as I recall, the big fancy one. Okay. All right. Tell tell me about their launch game lineup, Tony, and how unique it is. It is an amazingly, terribly okay. It's got one unique game, which that makes it unique. It's it unique because there's only one game. Yeah. They're What's- launching on the nineteenth, so a couple days from now, three days from now, mm. with their single unique Stadia exclusive. Guilt. How about a nice game of guilt? Isn't that the game from Witcher? The card game? No, that's Gwent. <laughs> my, my, joke, my joke is ruined now. Okay, you're all right. Yeah. I guess guilt's something I totally yes. don't know. Guilt <laughs> is a puzzle game where you play as a little girl who's hiding from monsters running around. Oh, I was so close because that's like what that card game is. Yes, it's totally you play a little girl running and hiding from monsters. Well, with my deck. <laughs> valid perfectly valid uh that is their only stadia exclusive the other 11 games that are in their launch time lineup because it's a 12 game lineup you might have heard of them mainly because most of them have come out over the course of the last decade Mm. i mean a 12 game launch lineup isn't a bad quantity for a launch lineup but right yeah but yeah we're looking at assassin's creed odyssey Okay, okay, that's like the newest Assassin's yeah, Creed. Yeah, so but still, it's sure. almost two years old. Yeah, okay. Destiny 2, the collection. I mean, okay. Couple Destiny, of years old. Couple well, years full old. collection, at least, yeah. so there's that. Just Dance 2020, which you know that's going to be the number one seller. That even came out on Wii. Yeah, I know. Kind. Don't know it. I have no idea. Okay. Mortal Kombat 11. Well, people that's, like it, so It's only that. been out for, like, was it Mortal Kombat 11 up? Launch title for Xbox? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was 10. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. That's a couple of years old. But it just hit PCs last month. Yeah, it's true. That's true. I still need to finish it. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. That's old. Samurai Showdown. Somewhat familiar with it. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Okay. Thumper. Because uh, you got to have a beat game. you got to have a rhythm game. Yeah, and... and- uh, Just Dance wasn't rhythmy enough. So. Right. And Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> so they leaned real heavily into Laura Croft. Mm. So Stadia's launch titles is basically one unique game and a whole bunch of Laura Croft. Uh, I like that. Like what? What is this? What? Uh, 25% of this is Tomb Raider. It is. I mean... Three of the 12 are Tomb Raider games. (laughs) Okay. Now, there are 14 titles expected by the end of the year. Mm. And they don't get much... They don't get any newer. Attack on Titan 2 Final Battle, which is a couple years old. Borderlands 3. Pretty new. That's new. That's pretty new. That's out like... That's like three months old. Yeah. Darksiders Genesis. Don't know it. Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, that's like three or four years old at this point. Okay. Because Xenoverse is like six years old. Mm. Uh, Farming Simulator 19. I think the 19 tells you the year. So. Yeah. 
Okay. That came out a lot uh, earlier this year. Final Fantasy 15. That's old. Football Manager 2020. Okay. Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Is that the new one that everyone hates, or is that the one, the last one that people kind of like? Breakpoint liked? was the new one. Okay. Mm. I'm pretty sure Breakpoint's the new one. Because it's the one with the, uh, uh, yeah, because the old, the other one was, uh, Wildlands. Right. Was, I've heard good things about Wildlands. Uh, Breakpoint has not been doing well. Yeah, no, it's, it's got like a 40% on, for PC game. Yeah. Okay. So a bad game. All yeah. right. Well, it, it, it's totally understandable when you see who they have for the art capture mm. stuff. Okay. Grid. I don't know what Grid is. Metro Exodus. All right. I have. I need to play more of that. Yeah. I kept telling myself to finish Exodus Red Dead is first. this year. It is. It was early this it was year. Early. But, it was like February. But it's still new. It's, it's newer. Year. It's a newer game. Yeah. NBA 2K20. Okay. Uh, yeah. Rage 2. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's... I never was excited for, th- I, I was really disappointed with Rage. I hear Rage 2 is a better game, but, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Trials Rising and Wolfenstein Youngblood, which is like this three year. months old. Yeah. So, okay. So, the, all so right. So, some, there's they, some newer titles. It's in not there. all ancient. Okay. The problem is, is I don't understand why anybody would want any of these games on Stadia. Mm, I don't know. Especially when when you live if you live somewhere where the curse of Stadia is going to be hitting you because of the throttling done, especially if you live on one of the coasts or in major cities on high bandwidth. Stuff. Well, that's the challenge for anything streaming, and what makes me concerned about the next generation of console discussion. And it's already I I'm not throttled here. I don't have a bandwidth cap, right? But I'm if same. I did, it would be a deep struggle. Because it's already at the point with just the updates to these games that it's not atypical for me. When the Junkenstein event came out for Overwatch, I had a 20 gig download. Yeah. That's, I mean, totally sense. That's all, that's huge. I had two 20 gig downloads because I had the downloaded on my desktop and my laptop that my daughter plays Overwatch on. Mm-hmm. So I did that 20 gig download. And twice. if she had it on Switch, it could have been a third download. Basically. She doesn't want to do it on Switch. She doesn't okay. want it on Switch. Okay. Plus, I mean, just out of curiosity, the, I went through and was looking at my actual download. I typically, just in the background on Steam, download between one and seven gigs a week. Mm. Just okay. from updates. Yeah. I think my, uh, uh, and it's mostly my Wi Fi here at the house. I usually have over 20 gig a month just on my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, videos, easily. downloading podcasts. I mean, yeah. I do this, yeah, easily. Because that's when I do a lot of my surfing is in the living room on the phone now instead of at, in, at my computer. So it's like, I've seen plans where it's like you get a terabyte? Yeah, no. I Or 500 gig forget my, a month? Forget my family. Yeah. Me. You, Yes. I would burn through a terabyte halfway through the month at best Mm -hmm. because it is not uncommon for me to be watching something that I'm streaming either from YouTube, Netflix, Disney plus Amazon prime, whatever, and playing games and downloading something for on my, like my laptop or on my PS4 
and I would hit that yeah. instantly. And then it doesn't even put in like when I get into a, a run where I'm playing a mobile game hardcore where I'm constantly on the mobile game. I mean, like when I was doing Gems of War continuously, that luckily I can play on uh, Steam. But like when I was playing the Star Wars game, I couldn't play that on Steam. I could only play it on my phone and I played it continu- continuously. And with a lot of phone games, if you don't emulate on your desktop or your laptop, you have to play it on either a tablet or a phone, which means it's problematic, uh, both in battery life and in data usage. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I don't know. We'll uh, see. We'll see I, how it does. I, I. It's so hard to launch a, a video game platform at this point. I don't really understand why Google decided to do it, but... I think it's like a lot of the things Google does. Because let's let's be honest here. I I have Google's phone service, uh, Google Fi. I full Android. All my stuff is Android. Yeah, mine is too. Google likes to throw everything at the wall and mm. see what sticks. That's true. I mean, Google Plus was a case in point. Google Plus, their old RSS feed. Uh, uh, feed their old RSS feed reader. Um, it was great. It had tons of usage, but it didn't make enough money, so they just dumped it. Mm. And it was what I used, and I was scrambling to find a new. Luckily, they put everything out so you could download your thing and uh, uh, a file that had all your stuff in it. So when you found another feed reader, you could just import it and not have to rebuild your entire thing, which is what I did. But Google is known for starting something and going, uh, it's not making as much money as we thought it should, so we'll just trash it. Mm. And for people, especially since if Stadia dies, you're stuck with a controller, and if you splurged for the big ticket and Ultra, Chromecast Ultra, all the games are gone, all everything's gone, so you've got a controller and a Chromecast. Hmm. Yeah, well, it's not on my list to get. No, me neither. What is on my list is to say we've reached the end of the episode. We have. This has been episode 101. If you want to reach out to us about anything we have talked about or things that we didn't talk about, you can always email the show, eclecticgamerspodcast.gmail.com. We're available at facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast. We're available on Instagram, Twitch, and Twitter as eclectic underscore gamers. And we'll be back in a couple weeks. Until then, yep, I'm Dennis. I'm Tony. Goodbye. Peace.